Good morning of this Thursday morning, and welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagine. If a man ever had troubles, it was Jacob. In fact, in the scripture in the New Testament we find, and in the Old Testament, the mention of uh, never has there been or will be a time like Jacob's troubles, talking about, of course, the future tribulation. But Jacob truly was an individual that had his own uh, family. He had deceived his father. His mother had uh, joined in uh, in cahoots with him to deceive the father to get the blessing. The brother wanted to kill uh, Jacob uh, for it. And then when he winds up going to the land of his mother, uh, Rebecca, his uh, uncle basically uh, cheats him out of the first seven years of giving him the woman that he had worked for. So he works another seven more years. And then he changes his wages ten different times during the time that he's working for his father-in-law. And he just had all kinds of trouble, all kinds of difficulty, all kinds of things. But in all of this, God was guiding him. He had sent his angel to lead him. And uh, from the very beginning, even though Jacob's uh, name means surplanter, a trickster, uh, a deceiver, one that uh, wants to get his way using trickery, well, it wasn't until he wrestles with that angel that his nature is changed. Of course, he does wind up losing uh, some walking ability when his uh, thigh was thrown out of, uh, uh, the thigh joint was thrown out of whack. And uh, uh, from then on, uh, he always had a limp in his life. And if you stop and think about it, it wasn't healed uh, in his lifetime. But it was kind of like a constant reminder. I am your God. You have fought with me. You have had power with men. You have had power with God. And a reminder of that we must always be humble before God. It's not us that are anything. It doesn't matter our education. It doesn't matter our financial economic status. Uh, God is not looking at those things. He's looking at what he can make out of this, out of us. Even Jesus, he said, the works that I do, he says, you're going to do also. But then he goes on and mentions the works that I do. I don't do them. The Father's the one that does them in me. So Jesus, even though he had said, I don't do anything except I see the Father uh, do it, or I don't say anything except I hear the Father say it, uh, in reality, it was God working through him all in all. He was in full submission. He was in full surrender. He was in full obedience unto God. And because of that, then he was used as a an instrument fully yielded to God with absolutely no limit to what the Spirit of God could do through his life. Well, in the story of Jacob, in his humble beginnings, in the book of Genesis, which we have been studying and reading, 
Uh, Genesis 28, starting in verse 13 at this point. This is where we're at now. And behold, the Lord stood above it. And we're talking about the ladder. Uh, a stairway would be another uh, interpretation or translation of that. He had seen a ladder, a stairway that went up to heaven. And angels literally came down and up on it. Almost like a portal. Uh uh, that had been opened in that special place so that the spirit realm could allow the angels of God to come and leave uh, as they were assigned. If you stop and think about it uh, a little bit in our lives, there are things that sometimes it seems that the heavens are like brass over us. We pray and we see God, and it seems that nothing is going past the ceiling there where we're at, everything. And yet there are other times we can be at a special service, uh, we can be at a special conference, we can be at a special meeting, and it seems that we just have a breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. Well, there is a, actually a connection there. When two or three people are gathered together in the name of Jesus, he said, there am I in the midst of them. One of the importance of gathering together or assembling together. We would call it going to church or being at church. But in reality, we are the church. So that wherever two or three are gathered, then the presence of God can be there too. And we can have access to the throne of grace, to the high priest that is seated there on our behalf. And uh, the scripture says that the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God. And it uses the word, uh, the word Jehovah Elohim, the self-sufficient one, the Lord and also Elohim, the Creator. I am the Lord God of Abraham. I am. God is always in the present and in the now. Not in the future or in the past, but in the now. I am the God of your father Abraham. And the God of Isaac. Notice God called both Jacob's grandfather Abraham and called his father Isaac by direct name. The land whereupon thou liest, to thee will I give thee it and to thy seed. So here we have the mention of the promise that we talked about yesterday. And to thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And of course, we had made mention in Genesis chapter 12 how this is also given as a promise unto Abraham. But if we look at this man, he has nothing. He is running and fleeing for his life. But God had already made a promise to Abraham. He had already made a promise to Isaac. Therefore, it was to the seed also and not only to Jacob, but it goes up to as far as Jesus Christ. That, you know, he would be the promised one that would come. 
And as we look at this, we begin to see, it says in verse 15, And behold, I am with thee. Interesting, the words of Jesus at the conclusion of uh, the book of Matthew in chapter 28, from verses 18, 19, and 20, when he says, you know, go into all the world and make disciples, you know, preach the gospel, teach them, uh, baptizing them. And then he says, I am with thee. And then, of course, in Hebrews, in chapter 13, the scripture talks about, in verse uh, 5 and 6, It talks about that he has said that we may boldly say, I will not fear what man, you know, shall do to me. For I, for he says, for behold, I am with thee. That makes a big difference. If God is with us, according to Romans uh, chapter 8, then who can be against us? No matter what direction things go. If he is with us, I am with thee. So that when you go through the river, when you go through the fire, when you go through the tribulation, when you go through the persecution, when you go through the pressures of life, we are not going through these things alone. I am with thee. We can think and take the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when King Nebuchadnezzar looked and saw, he saw that there was a fourth man in there with them in the furnace. And he said, that fourth one looks like the son of man. Uh, in other words, there was somebody with them. There is somebody with us also. We can say, Psalm 91, that the angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him. He, he defends us. He protects us. He is with us. Ministering angels are sent forth to minister to those that are heirs of salvation. They have been sent for a purpose. We have the Holy Spirit indwelling the life of the believer. We're not alone. We have the Word of God that can be placed in our hearts and the faith of God be present to help us get through or go through whatever so that with the very same thing that is happening to us, God can use that very thing to open a door and make a way for us to escape. So it says, And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee. The word there that is used for uh, keep thee is the exact same word that we find in the book of Genesis when it talks about that God told Abraham, uh, told uh, Adam to guard the garden, to keep it, uh, to to till it. But but there there there's two things that he told him to actually do. It wasn't just simply uh, uh, live in the garden, but he told him to protect it, to 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 till it, to keep it, to and and that word that is used there is the word that is used in this scripture. Uh, 
the word uh, kind of similar. It's pronounced Shamar, Shamar, 8104 in the Hebrew. And when, we, when it says, uh, I will keep thee, well, God had, God had told Adam to keep and, 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 and protect the garden. Of course, he knew that the serpent or Satan was going to be around. And uh, Adam failed in protecting the garden. But then it says, and behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places where thou goest. Now that winds up being interesting. Because God didn't tell him, I'll keep thee from everything. I won't let bad things happen to you. But it tells him, wherever you are at, wherever you go, I will go before you. He promised the children of Israel in Deuteronomy in chapter 28. He says, I'll bless you going in. I'll bless you going out. I'll bless you if you're in the city. I'll bless you if you're out there in the country. In other words, wherever you're at, I will keep thee. I will bless thee. I will be with thee. And then it says, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done all that which I have spoken to thee of. So God told him, in other words, I am going to stay with you up until everything comes to pass that I have said. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to protect you. And wherever you go, I'm going to be there until you come back into this land. And basically God says, and, and will bring thee again. So God was going to be the one that ultimately was going to fulfill and do the work. Which brings us full circle when we started. It's God that does these things. God is able to do in us and to give us what is necessary both to will and to do whatever it is that he has called in our lives. But there must be a reliance and dependence on him and not upon ourselves. And for that, it does mean that we must humble ourselves we must submit ourselves. We must obey God at what he has said in his word. But we must not let go of whatever promise or promises he has spoken to us because they are going to be precious. Ultimately, that will be the answer to our problem and need. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Remember, what God has spoken, he will bring to pass at some point or another. The Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' name.